Well, hello, everyone. This is Sheltered by Jesus Radio Podcast. I'm here with Seth, co-host of this show. Hi, Seth. Hey, Al. How are you, sir? We're, we're hanging in there. You know that feeling. And so here we go. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about prayer, and I know there's something that's coming up tomorrow, actually, here at the shelter. We do occasionally, and I think that probably requires some prayer. It would be a good thing, and we're talking yeah. about a baptism. We do. We do baptisms here, and great thing about the baptism is it's not just for our residents, because pastor will invite members of the public. So I think last year, every time we did a baptism, we had people from the public wanting to be baptized as well. I think there's usually like 12 or more. I don't know how many. Yeah, uh, it can vary. I think the smallest number of ever seen for baptisms is probably maybe four. We've had a few where there was quite a few people that wanted to get baptized. Yes, 15, yeah. 20 or so. And so the baptismal has a story in and of itself, too, that we have. We yeah. used to have a horse's trough. Pastor being an old horse-drawn man, he used to do horse poles and that sort of thing. And he's a farrier from way back, and that is changing horseshoes and that sort of thing. And I have a lot of admiration for someone who does that. It's a lot of work. And he came out of retirement to do a little bit of that, too. But we had a horse's trough. That's how we saved them and dipped them as an act of their faith. Now we have something much better than that. Oh, a huge, huge baptismal that was graciously donated by Jeff Hodges and his landscaping company. I think they valued it at like $20,000 or something. It's this gorgeous baptismal, completely donated and built by uh, Jeff Hodges. So it was uh, quite the gift for Pastor. It's good size. It can take on a pretty good person. And it's blue in the inside and it's got the landscape, cut rocks around. four feet deep. Yeah. So we fill that up. Is that heated now, or we try to put some? <laughs> I wish. No, no. We're actually we're in the process of filling it up. It takes about a day to fill it up, so we can be ready for tomorrow evening to do the baptism. It might be a little little chilly. I mean, we've had two days this week where it got into the 30s, and I like that. It's you like that? I right? hate <laughs> hot weather. Oh. Yep. So it's been kind of a relief, a little bit. But we've had some warm days too. So we'll fill that up, and we then, see Pastor doesn't mind how cold the water is. He doesn't because he doesn't get in it. It's right? usually you and I. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Or or if Ron comes by, he gets in sometimes too. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, planning on attending because oh, excellent. What a blessing it is to just to see to the believer. I believe that's a, such an encouragement. I've never been disappointed by going to a baptismal and to see somebody who says, "Look, my faith is such that I want to make a public declaration of that now." And we offer people to give a a little testimony they can, right. and some of those are just really good. Just yeah. So we hear those too. Do you know anyone that off the top of your head, there's a few scheduled, you don't have to say any names. I, I don't really remember. I think we have four or five from the shelter tomorrow. And then I think there's a couple of people coming from the public that want to get baptized. That have gotten places that maybe had a relationship with the shelter at some point. Either that, or they just really enjoy pastors streaming. And they just, uh, when he made a public in- invitation and people just want to come and, sure. well, you know, because God is at work here and it's exciting for people to see it and to come here and, and feel like they're a part of what goes on here. Yeah. Well, certainly by the time this airs, they, w- they wouldn't be able to take advantage of that, but there will be future uh, yeah, baptisms. Yeah, we, we do it. Question about we it. do baptisms until the weather gets too cold. Sometimes we so. make kind of a celebration out of it. It is a celebratory gathering of the saints. It is. And yeah. sometimes we've had cookouts and we eat and then we do the baptisms and what an encouragement that is. But you know who doesn't want us to do that, though, is the evil one. And so right. we certainly can armor up for that. Folks, really, we've been, we talked a little bit about 
about the armor. Well, actually quite a lot about the armor yeah. and that armor up, just armor up every day. And, you know, there's a Bible verse that talks in Corinthians about, you know, don't be conformed to the world, but be rather transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I don't want to lead anyone to think that that's just a one-time deal. That's ongoing. Yeah, it has to be ongoing. And so is putting on the armor. It is because, you, I mean, your life can, is going to be full of troubles. And if you think that you're going to take this magic pill and all of a sudden, no matter what comes your way, you're always going to be happy and grateful and thankful and able to face it head on. Aren't there some good victories too? There's some great victories. Uh, I mean, I don't want to sound discouraging. No, we, no. we can get victories in everything. It is true. And at any given time. Right. But there's this thing that we're fighting and it's called ourselves <laughs> sometimes. Sure. And we are expected to grow and to change. It's We're, we're never saved and then God says, okay, you've grown to your max height. Now just do what you do every day. It, he wants us constantly, consistently growing. It never stops. You know, and then the day he calls us home is the day he says, okay, now you're ready to come home. Yeah, the more we've been at it, the more we kind of look forward to that, I think, anyway. I uh, do. I, I so desperately, desperately, Al, want to see Jesus. Uh, there won't be any tears there. There really no. won't be. And I think that's a great thing. You and I were talking on the episode before this about how you can pour yourself into people and into things and serving the Lord, and you just see people so willfully, blatantly rejecting it. And I think one of the blessings is that God will wipe your tears away. Because how could you face an eternity knowing that those who chose not to, or being able to focus on those who it, chose it, not somehow to? Somehow he's going to take care of all that. Yeah. He I, he really is. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, I would have tears for oh, yeah. family members, for example, yeah. that are resisting that. I mean, I yeah. can say my immediate family, praise God, I believe that are totally receptive to the gospel message, and, mm-hmm. and I believe have received it for the most part. But I also know people in my our life that don't. And that's a difficult pill to swallow. I don't want that to happen. I mean, I'm in school and so mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm teaching and I'm full time till the end of the year. And I have retired, but I came out of retirement. I know I mentioned that from time to time, but I have there was a couple rascals that were really giving me a run for my money. And I mean, using the Lord's name in vain, that yeah. just is not cool. No, that gets my ire too. Yeah. And so, and they're just like anything, it's so difficult in this day and age that you just, you know, in my day and age, there was a paddle on the wall. And the teacher said, see this? You don't want to get acquainted with this. And that was all I needed. And or a phone call home. I'd be like, I'd be in trouble. Mm -hmm. And so, but those days are long gone. And there's still some great kids. But these two kids in particular, these two boys give me a hard time such that actually that's why I'm there because someone just, that's enough. I don't want any more of this, but I'm there now. And I've finished out the year since October. They really were testing me. And so I just finally, I called their parents. I said, the parents didn't want to answer the phone, but they have to be hard at home too. Mm. One boy ended up, he lost his bus privileges and I mean, I care about him. And so he's going halftime now to the end of the year and probably do some summer school. The other boy, I got, I did get a hold of his dad and his dad says, oh, oh, that's not cool. And I'm like, oh good, I got some support. I wear a, a skeleton key around my neck on my lanyard. And just this last week, that same boy that one of those rascals that gave me a hard time, he's like, hey, Mr. T, what is that skeleton key open? I said, well, it opens to a treasure. And he goes, what do you mean? treasure. It's like, is that a real treasure? And I said, yes, it's a real treasure. And he goes, what, is that Jesus? And I I was taken back by that. Mm. The Lord still surprises me. And I said, why, yes, it is. How did you know that? He goes, well, he was surprised, I think, too, because I said, yes, that's what the treasure is. And 
And he goes, well, uh, and he has had a marked difference in his behavior. And so, you know, here's a guy that I was ready to give up on, you know, really. And I'm just saying, Lord, why? What am I doing wrong here? Can I do anything better from my end? And Lord, I'm going to ask your Holy Spirit to intervene. I got my armor on. I'm not going to let this bother me. I trust that you're going to reach him somehow. How can you reach someone like that? And here the boy thought he understood. I think that was the Holy Spirit just revealing to him. Where did that come from? I I never told anyone that was the answer, the key, but he got it. So now I'm looking forward to dealing a little bit with him. People need the Lord. And we're going to pray. And you and I, we began to touch on this. We've seen people who were resistant to the gospel. And then after getting a pretty steady dose of it here, later they've turned their life around and they're the ones that are getting baptized. And my friend, I'm looking at you because that's that's why we keep doing what we do. Yeah. And occasionally I'll run into someone out in public that we helped and they, you know, their lives have changed and they'll tell me how well they're doing, how good things are going. And, and that is sometimes a shot in the arm that I need. Yeah. Um, but you know, Galatians 6, 9, Al, is a verse that I've been mulling over and mulling over with God. Is that the one that don't give up because in uh, due time? <laughs> yeah. You know, but what? Look at it be now. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. And for our listeners, if you don't know, and I'm reading from King James, and I always pick on Pastor, and I tell him King James is the only version. And well, Clark, he, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, rah, 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 rah. so I, I jest. Uh, but it says, and let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. But you know what? It doesn't say there put up with two months of nonsense and I'll give you a month of great stuff. You know, I don't know when the season of reaping is for me. I think about people in the Bible like Moses. Moses spent so much time dealing with the Israelites and their problems and just to be told, well, you're not going into the promised land. So when did he reap? Probably when he went and saw the Lord was his season of reaping, right? And that is the greatest season of reaping. I know that is. But that I desire more than anything God could give me here earthly. Isn't it interesting? They recognized him on the Mount of Transfiguration. They did. They recognized him. That had to be the work of the Holy Spirit, too. I mean, because there weren't any photographs or paintings of him, but they're just like, it's Moses and Elijah. There they were. So, yeah, when was his reaping going to be? It it is certainly now. And, well, it makes us, you know, when we go through these hard times, we like to challenge God in his word. We like to ask him, well, Jeremiah says, you have a plan for my life. And scripture tells us that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. And promise, if I faint not, I'll I'll reap rewards. Well, when, Lord, when, when, when? And who's to say what the reward is? True. I don't know what it is. You know, it's interesting. You know, the two that of the spies that said, we can do this out of the 12, Joshua and Caleb, though, but who was who was Moses' uh, servant? It was Joshua. Yeah. And he was there. I mean, he went up the mountain with them halfway there and, you know, was carrying his stuff and came back to Solomon's sin and golden calf and that sort of thing. But he was with them through thick and thin. He learned stuff. He observed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Moses at the time thought God going to use him and the mantle is going to be transferred to him and through him, God God's going to use that, and that's going to be part of the reward. I, I don't know that he thought all that through, mm-hmm. uh, but that's, again, how God used it. Who could have told Noah what was going to all happen? Right. You know, Noah just, he just said, Noah, build an ark. And he's like, what? I don't, they may not even have had rain at that time. And yet, by faith, you know, there's one of the most faithful men. That's why he built it. He goes, the Lord asked me to do this. And so the Lord does ask us to do things. He says, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, because it isn't over yet. It isn't over yet. It 
isn't over yet. Well, that's exactly what that means. We don't know when the time of reaping is, we, and we don't know what the reward is. Um, ultimately, but if you stay the course, the finishing of that verse is that there will be an, a reward. Right. Well, ultimately, our reward is Jesus. We know that. Sometimes I think if we try to interpret Galatians 6, 9 to, some, to mean that so we're going to get some earthly reward if we don't give up, I think we're misinterpreting it. I think our focus is incorrect because anything we're given on this world is temporary and it will pass. And I think when we serve the Lord, we ought to be thinking about eternal rewards. I love to talk to my Savior every day. And I'll talk to him and I'll talk to the Father. Lord, you are God. Thank you. We usually start, don't, isn't that what we usually do? It's yeah. like it's hard not to when you when you love him and you feel loved. Thank you for the stuff. And, and we recognize that. So those are our prayers of thanksgiving. Then there's prayers of petition and supplication. And, you know, we need supplies. He's like, he loves to hear from us. And so we bring those before him too. When we're weak, when we're at our weakest, then the Lord can show himself strong. You mentioned prayer, and I think I'd like to help our listeners. We talk about, near the end of our podcast, we talk about ways of donating to keep us going. And then we, we always tell people, listen, if you can't afford, even if you can't afford, man, we'd love your prayers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if all you can do is give us prayers, listen, that's no, that's no small thing. Mm-hmm. That is no small thing. In fact, that is one of the greatest gifts we can be given is your prayer. And maybe some of our listeners, Al, might be thinking, well, what do I pray for you? Mm-hmm. What do I pray about? What should I lift to God on your behalf? What do you think? There's a long list. One of them would be for protection protection from mm. the evil one, yeah. because we're a light in the dark. We really are. Yeah. We, that's what we attempt to be. We make no bones about it. We try to bring those dry bones and get them going again. So yes, prayer for protection from the evil one, and those attacks come in all sort of ways. Mm. So we ask for those kind of prayers. That would be one thing. What would you add to that? Well, I would think prayers for safety, because we do a lot of work around here, mm-hmm. chopping wood and mowing lawns and fixing things. Prayers that our needs are being met financially, physically, but also prayers that we're breaking through the veil to people so that they can come to know Jesus Christ. That's a huge prayer. That's the lifeblood. That's the heartbeat of this ministry is to reach the unsaved, those that don't have a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. That's Al. what it's all about. Like you you and I said in the last podcast, the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life is whether you choose to follow Jesus or reject Jesus. That is the yeah. biggest decision, no matter who you are, what you're doing, there's no decision bigger and longer lasting than that one. Yep. That's what this ministry and hopefully any ministry is ultimately about is Jesus Christ. So we pray that we could be used of the Lord to offer and bring people into to the kingdom. Right. I mean, so that certainly is a prayer. That huge we, prayer. We, a huge prayer. And that the hearts would be softened. A lot of times people have come on hard times. And so when they reach the point of being coming to the shelter here, they find out that there's another world out there and that they are loved despite what they feel like and that there is love, hope. Yeah. Praying that we have peace, hope, joy. Praying that, you know, whoever God sends here, that we're ready for them, and we are what they need for us to bring them to the Lord. Here's another thing that our listeners can pray for, too. Unity here at the body. Yes. Uh, that's an important thing, too. You know, yes. when you deal with it, think of your own family, you know. I mean, I, I grew up with a brother and sister. My sister was a little bit older, but my brother and I, we just, we had our moments. That's <laughs> just the way it is. I can always remember my mom saying, like, stop it. Now, come in here. Now, you say you're sorry to him. You say you're sorry to him. And I'd just be like, sorry. You know, I was just like, 
we had to get this out of the way, but we had our moments. This is yeah. just a family. Can you imagine 40, 50, 60 yeah. or more people together and then you have staff? And so real feelings. We want to try to respect everyone, but there's going to, you know, unity in the body is a valid prayer and a useful prayer. It's very much needed. You know, we get people here from all different walks and sometimes we get guys here who know each other, who have beef with each other out on the street and they bring it into the shelter. Yikes. And we get people here who come in and they've lived a life of being dishonest or being not everyone but manipulating people because they want to get what they want in order to survive. And we try to teach them to get rid of the survival mentality and get into a trust mentality with the Lord. But a lot of it comes with habits of stirring the pot, turning one person against the other, manipulating people to get things that they want. And that causes sometimes a great deal of strife. And it takes a lot of energy and a lot of prayer for me to be able to try to get things to be smoothed over. And the big thing I try to do is, why don't you guys stop talking about each other and start talking to each other? And then we can probably squash this and live in peace with one another. And that prayer, that unseen force that affects in ways we can't fully comprehend, understand, or even explain. I know my wife and I, for example, we might have moments where we get a little edgy, what have you, and then we know well enough that we maybe need a little distance. And there are times when I know I'll go pray or vice versa, too. I need to make that clear, vice versa. But then later she'll be like, thank you for praying. I was having a really hard moment. And she'll come and tell me that. She'll say that to me. And it's like, how did she know that? I just went up into my room and I was like, Lord, you know, you love her more than I ever could, but I love her too. And I just, please protect her, help her, whatever's going on. And I'll try that. That happens too with friends, family, other family members, people on staff. We can mm-hmm. play that too. So yeah, to answer your question, added to that list would be praying for unity within yeah. our staff. I find that when I pray for God to soften hearts and give understanding that he does so. And a lot lot of times we're able to heal things, get past things, and have residents learn to live together and to pray for one another and to lift each other up. So unity is a huge prayer. Pray for our families too. Yeah. Well, as you know, Al, this ministry can be incredibly intense and busy. And I've had to sometimes sacrifice family time in order to fulfill my duties here at the shelter. And that is, I'm not complaining. It was just simply something that had to happen in the moment. So yeah, the devil will do things to try to get you discouraged, whether it's through the residents, through people who don't want you in their town, through family, through friends, any way that he can get you to make you depressed, to give, make you give up, that's that's where he's going to come from. And so protection for our families uh, is a huge prayer. Another one that occurs to me is that we would stay faithful to the calling. Yes. Uh, giving, not watered down the gospel, but to be really continue to be to be sold out to that yeah, regard. Yeah. Um, I know right after this in Ephesians 6, 19, Paul says, pray for me. Pray also for me. As he's talking, he's asking for individual prayer. For whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. He's asking for prayer just to be faithful, not to say things, you know, that aren't right. He wants to do it right. I think our big point, Al, here is that people realize the power and importance of prayer. You know, the scripture that tells us that even though God already knows what we're going to ask, he wants us to ask it anyway. I'm paraphrasing, right? But people ask, well, why? If he already knows, then why would he want me to bother to pray? I mean, he knows my needs. Give them to me. 
well, I know my daughter's needs, but I still want to hear from my kid. Sure. You know, I still want to talk to them, both my daughters, my grandchildren. I still want to hear from them. I want to hear them say, I love you. And I want to say, I love you back. So yes, I know what my daughter needs more times than, than she'll know what she needs from me. But you know what? That communication is utterly important. And God wants to hear it from us. He wants to talk to us. He wants, I think if we don't pray, Al, then we can become very ungrateful and very demanding. If God already knows my needs, I shouldn't have to pray. Well, that's not what he's saying. No. Then this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And we go on to say, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Well, folks, I just want to say thank you so much for giving us your ears this episode. Uh, Thank you, Al, for coming again, sir. Well, you know, it's a privilege and a pleasure, and we trust that people were blessed as they hear the good news. Amen. And if you'd like to learn more about us, you can go to www.sheltersbyjesus.com. There we have our documentary, Books from the Pastor, and a link to our podcast website at sbjradio.com. We also have a way of giving so that you can support us each month if you feel that God is moving you in that direction. $9 a month can help get someone off the streets and into shelters by Jesus. And if you can't afford to give, God bless you. And we just ask that you, as Al and I were talking about a few minutes ago, uh, pray for us, please. Mm. Please, please, please. If you'd like to send us a letter, you can write us at 12 McClellan Street, Skowhegan, Maine, 04976. If you'd like to give us a phone call, you can do that at 207-474-8833. Al, good to see you again, brother. Looking forward to the next episode. God bless our listeners. Good to see you. Amen. Amen.